The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Kia ora, good morning, and welcome to the Offspin, the Spin-Off's Cricket World Cup podcast brought to you by Coffee Supreme. And we I'm just going to interrupt. Flag your traditional welcome on a day like today. Holy shit. We're going to Lords to play in the Cricket World Cup you're, final. You're peaking so much and I can see why. I was actually going to pouring out coffee uh, supreme like it is Cristal. <laughs> pouring a little bit on the ground now for Martin Crow. He actually is as well. That's that's disgusting. I've got a, a cloth in here if you want that. But no, what I was going to say is it is all worth it. Like, all of the suffering that this tournament has entailed, all of the pain of being a Black Caps fan, uh, all of the pain of just loving cricket generally, uh, and what we saw last night, it is all finally, finally worth it. I don't even care if we win the final now, because we have had this pure, perfect experience of cricket. Fuck Sachin Tendulkar, fuck Mark Nicholas, fuck Steve Waugh, fuck Saruf Ganguly, <laughs> fuck whoever was commentating uh, at the end with Ian Smith, who never gave New Zealand any chance in that game. It was disrespectful behaviour from a bunch of uh, world crickets, highest profile uh, former um, players and current commentators, and it was just such an amazing way to... To see us stamp our own legend on um, the Cricket World Cup again, uh, and I hope I never have to hear Steve Waugh talk about 1999 again. <laughs> Did you know he scored a century in that tournament? I'm surprised they centuries. didn't um, like try to sell a memorabilia, a big a big photo or something of Steve Waugh <laughs> for just six hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, but you can sort of see where they're coming from, though, right? Because this was. Uh, a particularly strong Indian team. Um, the metric that I'm going for that is the fact that they were able to leave Ravi Jadeja out for a lot of the games of this tournament. And when he came in, he scored 75 runs. He bowled a near perfect spell in the middle overs. He affected an incredible couple of fielding dismissals. I mean, the guy, the guy is an all round genius and they couldn't find a place for him in the team. And when you've got someone like MS Dhoni, and we can talk about how bullshit some of the stats around his chasing abilities are, but when you've got someone like that in a situation like that, I mean, who are you going to put your money on, really? Really? I, I have to give the Test Match special podcast a shout out this morning because I've pulled a few stats from listening to them on the train. It was the first 50 
uh, ever scored in a World Cup knockout by anyone batting seven or lower. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, I think, testimony to what a uh, amazing innings that was. There, there was oh, nervous yeah. then. I got real, like my heart Hugely. rate was through the roof. Hugely. Had he have stayed in, they would have won. Uh, I don't know if you can quite say the same about Dhoni, but Jadeja, he would have got them home. No question. And I think that's where I did manage to retain confidence in us being ahead because the run rate was so high Mm. at that point. You do have to start taking risks and without enough wickets in hand, you know, you're inevitably going to get caught. Mm. And we, and we saw uh, Jadeja get caught and um, hopefully we've seen Martin Guptill turn his tournament around (laughs) in in that, in that moment. Well, another, another person though, who uh, I, I think about this all the time when it comes to cricket, that it's a long career uh, of illustrious, productive, you know, competency. That kind of means nothing in a way. And and it's how I think about these big tournaments as well. I'm not going to remember in five years that Martin Guptill got two golden ducks and six single-figure scores or something like that because it just, it just won't matter because in that moment when he threw down the stumps to run out MS Stoney, that, that is going to become one of the most... Uh, iconic sporting moments in New Zealand folklore. You know, people are going to be talking about that run out until the heat death of the universe. It's going to be, you know, it'll be bigger than the Grant Elliott six, I reckon. Oh, big call, but, but someone has already turned it into a um, sort of modified video where describing Martin Guptill as the stumpinator. The st- Oh, and I don't it, um, know about that one. Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, well, no, but no, it's terrible. No, what happens in the video is the video is very bad, but kind mm. of awesome. Um, well, it's it slows it down. It turns, you know? It, you know, it turns his eyes into a um, infrared heat seeker, <laughs> and you know, he throws the ball at the stumps, and they explode. And yeah, but Wait, is, it, is it kind of like laser kiwi, like the the flag that now has? To be well, like a high tech version of laser kiwi. Okay, yeah. that's kind of cool. Actually, I'm going to check that out. We should put that on the post uh, when we can. Um, so as regular listeners will know, I was in Australia and I actually spent the first two and a half hours of the second day of this crazy game mm. uh, on the plane. And I haven't watched the f- those first 10, 15 overs yet. I, um, I was getting updates from... The captain, he was sending me a little bit of paper uh, with the score on it. And when... Um, How did they get it? Uh, is, is the air control tower telling them what the score yeah, they, is? They uh, when I asked, I asked the um, steward if he would be able to get me updates and he said... Um, possibly. He didn't want to interfere with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it depends on how... Um, busy the airwaves are. Yeah. So they, they were able to bring me three updates, but the, the first one gave our final score and said uh, India three for f- five runs for three wickets after um, five overs. Mm. And I went mm. into the toilet and I just stood there with that little bit of paper in my, in my hand and just like <sighs> sort of hyperventilated and was like <laughs> – you know when you're really drunk and you yeah. go into the bathroom and you start talking to yourself in the mirror, like yeah, you wasted. It was <laughs> it was like that. I was like so excited and just like I couldn't believe this was happening. Oh, I was uh, I was sitting up on the couch, huddled over the laptop, and my partner was still up. It would, would have been about ten fifteen at night or something, and I was saying, 
you just you have to stay up for this. You just have to. But she's only ever had one experience of cricket that she's really enjoyed. Mostly she thinks it's an incredibly stupid and pointless game, and I, I think she's probably the wiser of the two of us. But she was uh, she was there in that test match between New Zealand and England at Eden Park, the one that went right down to the wire. And I was uh, I was thinking, this could be another moment like that where I can really convince her that actually cricket is the perfect futile pursuit to devote your life to. At that five for three stage, I was thinking, if you know, if this isn't doing it for you, nothing ever will. Because it like you got a piece of paper with five for three on it, but what you didn't see is that it was a, a, a beautiful spell of bowling from both openers. They were just putting it on the absolute spot. They were swinging it. It looked really dangerous in a way that we we very rarely see. And, uh, you know, maybe that's something that you just have to be deep in the cricket mindset to really see happening if, you know, if it just looks like dot balls and nothing's happening ball after ball. But, you know, the idea of keeping that top three so quiet uh, with the new ball is just... I mean, how do you top that? Well, Mitchell Santner tried. He um, he was brilliant. That's what as well. That's what I got to see um, in the live last night, and that was an amazing spell of slow mm. bowling. Um, he possibly got lucky to catch uh, the Indian batsman in a particular mood, uh, like I think and also under a lot of, of pressure already. Oh, absolutely! They were already under pressure, but I I feel with Mitchell Santner, he's really really good at strangling a team that is sort of a bit defensive minded already he's very very good at and you know it's hard to quantify exactly how skillful this is as such but he's very very good at making them play to the fielders and then taking the wickets at the end was so important that Mm. forced them to uh, have a go and and where Jadeja was able to um, smack him back over his head for a boundary. What he did very well to Pant and mm. Kartik, if I remember correctly. No, Kartik was that amazing Jimmy Neesham catch. Uh, sorry, uh, Pandya, um, who has a, a delicious body. Follow him on Instagram. <laughs> um, was it, he, he actually put, put it a little bit wider and they had to drag it mm. and, and that allowed for catches. And those those wickets were so important. Not knowing that they didn't have anyone after Jadeja yeah. um, at that moment, you know, I'm I'm, I'm almost uh, upset that Donny got out so quickly because <laughs> we didn't get a chance to see him turn down some singles. Oh, that would have been so funny. But that very importantly, there was that kind of. D- I mean, he didn't he didn't turn down singles, but he did leave a lot of runs out there on the park, as it were, either through. You know, I think he played a leave in the forty fourth over or something. I would have, I would have left that too if I was Donny though, just to get keep Jadeja on strike Why at that not point. Just try and flog a boundary. Uh, you know, it just it, it boggles the mind, but somehow he has that presence of mind to think that actually this might be a winning strategy. When he's widely perceived as the greatest closer in the history of the game, and last night we saw that statistic. Um, mm thrown out so many times it was shared in my whatsapp group the to- the uh the commentators were talking about it and it's something like in 51 four, games 51 wins, chase, chases they won, they've won 
He, they've only lost twice while yeah. he's still batting at There's the end. There's been a rain delay and a and a tie as well, I think. That doesn't make sense though, because you know he he keeps he could keep getting out. Yeah. It didn't, that stat yeah. did not take into account. <laughs> uh, shout out to Toby Manhire for pointing this out. That doesn't take into account when you get run out in the forty eighth over. Yeah, you know, and that that is not doing your job. You know, he has not closed out that game, so. Um, mm. It's a, it's one of those uh, rather meaningless statistics in my eyes. But it looked really good when it flashed up on the TV. Definitely. You know, it looked incredible. A less meaningless statistic, Virat Kohli is not clutch. Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, this was raised on the Test Match Special Podcast this morning. In six World Cup knockout matches, he's never scored more than 35. And I'm going to make this up because I can't actually remember, averages 11 or something. <laughs> well, it would stand to reason. No, it's around, never, it's either I mean, somewhere you know, between 7 and 11. One, so that would bring his average down a bit. I mean, I, I I sort of half remember him doing quite well in a T20 World Cup final or a Champions Trophy or something. No, Champions no. Trophy's done poorly as well. but um, Actually, he's done quite poorly in the IPL recently as well. Maybe he's just not a very good cricketer. I, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. Maybe they should just put someone else as captain and, and number three. Maybe they could drop him. Yeah. <laughs> no, Virat Kohli is the uh, best uh, best cricket player to ever play the game. Mm. But just not very yeah, good yeah. when it counts. Yep, yep. Very, also very interesting stat from the Test Match Special. Thank you for producing this podcast, uh, the BBC. <laughs> um, it's the first time in an international cricket Test Match, uh, T20 or one day game, where all top three batsmen were dismissed for one. That's a great step. And Jeremy Coney made the point that that's our emergency number. Huh. <laughs> um, we don't actually have to thank the BBC too much for producing this because I actually did some some free content for them last night. What was that? Well, a friend of mine works at the BBC now. I used to work with him back at in my ZB days. And he hit me up uh, at about three in the morning after the game and said, hey, we want to put, like, a crazed fan on the radio to talk about this game. Are you up for it? And so, obviously, obviously, I am that crazed fan who is who is up for ranting about how amazing the Black Caps are on the BBC. So you've appeared on the BBC this morning? I have, yeah. That's, that's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Well, you did, well, did you put in a little bit more enthusiasm then you that know, your cool, voice. casual... Yeah, well, I mean, that was the thing, because I, I, I had to go and do it outside because I didn't want to wake my partner up. Um, so I was just sort of standing in our backyard uh, in the middle of in the middle of Auckland, just sort of uh, kind of half-shouting into a phone about how, uh, you know, about how the New Zealand cricket community isn't necessarily big, but it's very devoted. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the, the strange places that this game takes you. The, the off-spin's gone global. Hey, uh, what do you think of cricket's new format, by the way? What's Spread f- over two nights, 46 overs in the first day, oh, uh, 54 in the second. I would drink a, even more coffee at that point. <laughs> the um, the sponsor would, Coffee Supreme, would have to send more and more boxes uh, yeah. to the office. But I, know, I quite enjoyed it. More, the more cricket, the better at this oh, point. See, what I what I loved about it the most is that we had that whole day yesterday uh, where, I mean, you wouldn't have been in the office because you're over in Aussie, but you were probably feeling the exact same way where you couldn't think about really anything else over the whole day except, like, 
there's 3.5 overs to go. I wonder how many runs we can make off them. Oh, should Taylor play himself in a little bit or should he hit out from ball one? Should, you know, so on and so on and so on. What did happen when we batted again? Uh, it was it was an interesting one, actually, because they lost wickets quite frequently. And I think from memory, only one boundary, maybe two were hit uh, and both if it was two, it was both by Santner. He definitely hit one boundary. Uh, but the thing they did really well, and, and this was a good piece of commentary from I can't remember who exactly, uh, but they pointed out that all of the Indian fielders were right back on the ropes, and they ran about eight or nine twos over the course of that 3.5 overs. Uh, and that really proved to be something of a difference, I think, because all of a sudden it turned kind of runnable sort of cricket into, you know, eight or nine off the over, and, and they just managed to somehow, just somehow gammy their way uh, to a defendable total. I think the problem I found with two-day cricket, though, was um, the lack of perspective you have on the first innings. Mm. I was pretty mm. I was pretty down. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I was thinking about moving my mortgage away from ANZ. <laughs> but now, you know, now I'm, I love Sir John Key again. Um, mm, mm. Yeah. But like poor Guppy and now I feel sorry for him yesterday. I was angry at him. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. confident he saved himself for the final. You oh, know, definitely. The, the two day well, thing is an emotional rollercoaster. I'm just gutted that I didn't uh, manage to get my really spicy take about Martin Guptilin earlier in the competition. And this is something I genuinely believe. Uh, but I think there's a space in every team for a specialist fielder. And if they can do something else as well, fantastic. But I mean, I would have Ravi Jadeja in the team for his fielding alone. And honestly, I'd have Martin Guptill in the team for his fielding alone as well. John T. Rhodes wasn't very good at batting or he bowling. He was not very good at batting. And someone's got to open. It may as well be Martin Guptill. Are you pouring some more coffee? Because I, I, I am quite in need of some more coffee as well. Because you, you didn't go back to bed after the game, right? Well, no, that's not quite true. Uh, so I I send out the bulletin for the spin-off at 7 o'clock every morning and finished up uh, writing a piece... Oh, thank you. That's That sounds and looks fantastic, that coffee going in. Um, so I finished up writing a piece for the spin-off about the game at about 2, 2.30 in the morning or something like that uh, and figured that I may as well just kind of push through until 7 o'clock and then come into the studio and record this and that would be fantastic. Uh, I found myself being woken up at 5 by my regular alarm and uh, I'm not sure, you won't know this, but if anyone else is out in the office, they will. I'm still actually wearing the same clothes as yesterday. I, I look like a goat and smell like a foot. Uh, but, you know, that's fine. Because still, I, I we're delivered the, final. the content. We're going, to, we're going to Lords. We're going to Lords. So uh, with, with the trip to Lords, who would you rather have accompanying the Black Caps there? Uh England, because I don't like seeing Australia succeed, mm-hmm. and yep. um, it's it would it'll be, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. Well. It'll be cool to have England playing at the home of cricket at home, mm. and they're a good team. Uh, there, there is about 
97% less assholes in the uh, England team relative mm. to the Australian no, team. They seem lovely, actually. I was reading this interesting piece about Liam Plunkett, one of their quick bowlers, who uh, who used to be an asshole and then sort of reformed himself through cricket. One of his asshole moves was putting one of his flatmates through a wall. In wow. The flat. Yeah. It's much yeah. like the New Zealand team in the lead up to 2015. They've gone yes. from dummies to. Uh, <laughs> You know, smart, respectable, really yeah. Yeah. exciting to watch cricketers. And, and you know, New Zealand was a big part of that. Watching Brendan McCullum, yeah. you know, was a who's a good friend of Owen Morgan, was uh, in, hugely influential in their sort of reformation. Mm. And I, and I want to actually establish this now, now that we've made the final. I've been meaning to bring this up since the first game, but I want to put it on record that I'm going to get a tattoo of the clear logo on my bicep if um if we win the world cup for those who don't know what describe that a little bit the the green clear is clear was a former telecommunications company in new zealand their free number was 0508 Mm. that that still hangs around i think a little bit for some old companies they were the sponsors of the black caps Um, when they became the black caps they were the clear black caps and and it's my second favorite period of uniform uh the the teal they were they were big during the teal era they've also now defunct so there's mm. a bit of humor in that um and i wouldn't want to get a cigarette or a alcohol <laughs> logo nor nor a bank no no god no so you know a a, a defunct telco what, what what if you were to instead just get like I don't know, the outline of New Zealand or a silver fern tattooed on you instead or something. No, I've got a bunch of friends who have made that mistake for me. (laughs) Good. Um, Good. But I think the the clear logo, it won't include the words clear, but just the two dots tying, you Mm. know, two people together. And that's sort of, I'm seeing one point is me in New Zealand and the other point is the team in Lords and it's cricket bringing us together. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's poetic. And it's much better than my idea for a tattoo, which is, you know, if Martin Guptill comes good in the final, just getting a, a, a tattoo of a foot with two toes on it. Oh, no, you should do that too. Well, I don't actually have any tattoos. And Neither I'm do not I. Sure if it this is going to be my first tattoo. one. Okay, if he gets a double century, what, I'll do Okay, that. 150. Double century. No, He's done it before. He's done it before. Oh, that's it's a two, that barrier is too high. That's being well, okay. But because the barrier is so high, I am very, very much on the record now. Right. Uh, this, this is a binding contract, by the way. It's, it's on. <laughs> Maybe we could cut off your toes as well. If, oh, uh, please do. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, should we, should we, I don't know, should we talk about who in the Australian team or who in the England team might? Might be a threat, or no? We can because we got to do another podcast tomorrow, uh, reflecting on the second semi-final. So we can do that then. I wanted to talk about the. Um, I wanted to talk about the poor little Indian boy crying with his dad. Mm-hmm. It really broke my heart. It you know, it it really showed how emotional this game is. Mm-hmm. It reminded me so much of myself in 1992, although I didn't have the. Um, the bravery to to watch the entire game like he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to, you know, acknowledge him and say, stick with it. You're an Indian fan, and you're going to be okay. Cricket, yeah. cricket's going <laughs> to cricket's going to give you more than it takes away. Yeah, 
unless you get into the IPL, in which case, you know, that's only a one in eight chance. You know, it's not very good odds. But I think for those um, for those Indian fans, you know, we saw it so much uh, when they came and played at Eden Park. Uh, the 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 double header T Twenty. I suppose you went there, but the double header was made. Uh, the atmosphere of it was made absolutely brilliant by the fact that the Indian fans turned up uh, unlike the New Zealand fans. And so, you know, New Zealand cricket fans, if you had a ticket to the doubleheader and didn't turn up to the women's game, I'm putting you on blast for this because the Indian fans turned out en masse to support both of their teams, not just one of them, but both of their teams. And they really, really made that an incredibly special experience to be part of. And I think we've seen that all the way through this World Cup as well, is that, you know, the support that they bring with them is just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And I am very much looking forward to the next one-day World Cup, which is going to be in the subcontinent, because I think that uh, those, you know, those sorts of crowd scenes and stuff that we've seen at this World Cup, they'll be a lot more hectic at the next one. I've watched... Um, New Zealand play India um, in India and the way that Virat would uh, sort of build the crowd up and get them engaged like an and actively act, act almost I, right, reminded me more of a very small Indian version of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> um, <laughs> the way he'd engage with the crowd was um, incredible. Um, he's a real he's a real showman, um, especially at home. And I'm hoping that, you know, in four years time, the offspin and the two of us will be such established cricket mm. broadcasters mm. that um, will be that, coming to you live from the streets of Mumbai. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's definitely something that's realistic to hope for. As defending champions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? With, with this whole podcast, I before the tournament, I didn't think that we were going to make the semifinals. I just didn't. And now we're in the final, and... Having done this podcast, and honestly, I I cannot express enough how grateful I am to Coffee Supreme for making this happen. But it's made it's made me really engage with the tournament and really really watch it in a way that I might not have otherwise. Uh, and it's just been an absolute joy. I've been really rude about um, some of the Black Caps performances, and, and especially in a private environment, not necessarily all on the record. Our Slack channels are disgusting. Um, They're horrible places. And it shows how, you know, dynamic sport is and how lucky we are to be in the final. But we are in the final, and you cannot take that away from this team now. You can, it doesn't matter that we have hit... We hit less boundaries um, than any other team in the mm. tournament. Uh, it doesn't matter that Gary Stead's tactics seem to be focused around the dot ball. Um, <laughs> and it doesn't in matter that our batsmen well. have been just so out of touch because well, now terrible. we're going into the World Cup final and we're due. Oh. We're still due. <laughs> Uh, so I, I put us as absolute hot favourites um, based on the sole concept of yeah. being due. Well, like how you have to wait till both innings are played to assess a pitch. You've got to wait till both semifinals have been played to see which team is more due than the other, I think. But we are going to wrap it up there. 
Because we're going to see your game. Is it tomorrow? I swear. Oh, I mean, we might must as well. be. We may as well. No, we are. Sonia Gray. Sonia Gray's coming in. Our favorite. Oh, yeah, yeah, our favorite. Um, awesome. Lotto uh, cricket fan. God, what are we going to talk about? The, the second just, semi-final. We've just. There's a whole other game I of cricket. Can't, I can't stay up and watch this one again. We'll just pretend. I've had two nights in a row. I'm. I'm shattered. I'm going home after this. I let, I'm just going to walk out. I don't care if the bosses are here by the time we step out of the studio. I'm just leaving. So I'm five minutes late to my 8.30 meeting, and I've got meetings from 8.30 through to 11.30. So just oh, we've really got to wrap it up. But I'm going mean, to have a fresh pot of Coffee Supreme for every meeting. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, uh, thank you so much for your company today uh, on The Offspin, and thank you if you were one of the people who, who stayed up last night stayed up late and just experienced this collectively with all of us fellow cricket fans in New Zealand. I I think this is a moment that we all deserve to savour. Thank you, Black Caps. I love you. Thank you, Coffee Supreme. I love you too. (laughs) See you tomorrow and see you at Lords. Kia ora e tewi, te ai he Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spinoff member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spinoff Podcast Network.